Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Welcome back to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. My guest today is Jake Kelfer, who is a genius at networking. In fact, the way he reached out to me to pitch himself as a guest for this show was so impressive and personalized that I said to myself, this guy knows what he's talking about. I've got to bring him on the show. So let me share a little bit of Jake's background with you. He's a lifestyle entrepreneur. He's a life elevator and a coach to ambitious entrepreneurs and freedom seekers who want to create incredibly impactful and profitable businesses. Jake is the best-selling author of Elevate Beyond and Elevate Your Network and the founder of the Professional Basketball Combine, which has actually helped more than 70 NBA draft prospects turn their dreams of playing pro ball into a reality. So in this episode, Jake helps me overcome my shyness about making the first move with joint venture partners or possible collaborators. Then he walks me through a super simple way to track my outreach so none of my efforts go to waste. If you want to feel empowered to find more collaboration partners, you're going to love Jake's process. Let's take a listen. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hey, Jake, thanks for joining the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm excited to dive in today. Let's get it, Dallas. I'm yeah. glad to be here. <laughs> so before we uh, before we dive in, I know this is a podcast so people can't see us, but you've got a Dodger hat on. Uh, we're recording this. I'm just going to speak to future us. We're recording this before the Dodgers actually win uh, the World Series, but I just, I want to check in with you. What do you think the odds are? And the Dodgers are winning the World Series. <laughs> 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 I, I'm I'm going all in. I will I will go 100% belief that we're winning the World Series. Okay, we're not going to edit this in post. You realize? So. Yeah, there's there's no editing, and if I'm if I'm wrong, then you know what we crumbled. But I, I believe in I believe this is the Dodgers year. Lakers and Dodgers same year. We're making it happen. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see everybody. So for those of you listening, I am so excited to have Jake as a guest because a little bit of backstory. Shortly after the podcast launched, I got an email from him, and the subject line was one of those subject lines that just, I immediately wanted to open the email. He caught my attention, we connected, and then here we are on the show. So I learned through experience how good, Jake, you are at creating connection and building relationships. And um, that is something that I'm good at when it happens organically. I am not so good at it if I... Like I said to you before we started, if I have to make the first move and I see where things can fall through the cracks with me in terms of follow through. So my goal for our conversation today is to utilize your zone of genius to help me get better strengthening up these weak spots when it comes to relationship building. 
That sounds that sounds great. We're gonna make it happen. Okay, good. I'm I'm all ears. Help me. Okay, so and I, I'm <laughs> writing notes as we go because it's it's gonna be key to to us dialing this in. So let me ask you this first question here because I'm we're gonna make by the end of the day we're gonna make the making the first move cool. Okay. Okay. That's how we're going to reframe it. But I want to ask you this because I don't think you're going to be the only one that would want to answer this question or needs to answer this question, which would be, why do you hesitate to make the first move when you know that initiating these conversations are key to growth? Yeah, that's a good question. So immediately what I see is like big me and little me. So there's CEO me, where if she answered this question, I'd be like, there is no hesitation. I see the value. I'm doing it. Little me, I think where I can tend to go is a feeling of not being ready. Like, oh, I, maybe I don't have quite a big enough following. Maybe this isn't totally fleshed out yet. What are they going to think? So it's kind of hard to admit this because I know like, is it really rejection if I reach out to someone who doesn't know me at all and they pass? No. And yet that fear of rejection definitely comes up for me. Yeah. And and so I think you bring up a good point here. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have you, for you specifically, there's two different identities. Yeah. Okay. And those identities, when it comes to different roles, you are able to step into that zone, right? Step into mm-hmm. that role when it's necessary, when it's more comfortable relationships, the initiating brings that little me identity out, which makes it harder to say, hey, I am still the CEO, right? Still that big person that has all these skills and all this stuff, right? And so when we realize that it does go into a deeper fear, which is that rejection. Yeah. Because as human beings, we have at our core, the desire to be loved, to be heard, to be complimented, to feel that we belong and to feel that we matter. Mm-hmm. And whenever we are building relationships and we're going to focus purely on business relationships, when someone doesn't respond to us, it makes us question everything. It right. makes us question, why didn't they respond to us? Is it me? Is it what I'm going to offer? Did they? Did I come off too pushy? Did I seem in, inauthentic? And we start to question everything, which then goes down to something even deeper, which is, do we really matter? Do yeah. we really matter in this interaction? Mm-hmm. And we don't, of course, think about this very often. Right. right. It's not, this is not, you didn't expect to come on here and say, Oh, am I not valuing myself as a, as a mattering human being? But right. that's what we do. That's where our brain uh-huh. goes when someone just doesn't reply. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is how do we follow up so that we turn those non-responses into more frequent responses, more partnerships, more clients, whatever it may be. So when it comes to making the first move, okay, we understand why you don't tend to do that. So let me ask you, when you do make the first move, who are you making the first move to? And do you know how you're making the first move to them? Okay, so I'm going to get really concrete with this. So one thing on our agenda for 2021 is to form more JV partnerships, specifically in one of two areas, podcast guesting, right? Having people on my show, being on someone's show, and also lead magnet swaps as a list building strategy. Okay, this is great. This is great. So one of the things that is super important, I'm sure you teach this with all of the coaches that you work with, is clarity. Yeah. A lot of times we create a very clear idea of who we're serving. We create a clear idea of what we're offering. We focus on those things. But connection always seems to fall by the wayside. It tends to be the first thing that we let go, even though we know it's pivotal to our growth, right? Right. And so when it comes to podcasting and list building, let's dive into each one separately. So in terms of podcasting, In terms of podcasting, what we want to do is we want to create what's called the connection game plan. Mm -hmm. Who do we need to connect with? Okay. 
Why do we want to connect with them? How are we going to connect with them? And what are we willing to do to make that connection happen? So the first question that we have to ask ourselves in this podcast is, what types of podcasts do you want to be on, A? And then B, what types of guests do you want on your show? Mm-hmm. That's step number one, right? So do you have the answer to that locked in? Yeah, I would love to be on, it's kind of a similar answer, but I want to be on podcasts that speak to my audience. So my audience is online entrepreneurs. I mean, we we can get really specific, but online entrepreneurs, specifically people with a coaching practice. Excellent. Yeah. And then guests on my show, I want cool people, right, who can bring a certain skill set of coaching and who also serve my audience so that there's a potential for their business growth as well. But the, all of these sessions where I'm the client are very impactful for my listeners. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the, where, you know the types of people that you need to be in front of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, the question is, where are those people? Do you know where those people are? Do you mean like where, like, am I going to find them on Instagram or what do you? Oh, so, yeah. So, so where are you going to find them? So, so what platforms are they on specifically? Okay. Because what's really important here when we're making the first move and sometimes why it's intimidating and why our, our responses aren't as high is because we're meeting them where we want them to be. We're not meeting them where they're actually at. Yeah. And, okay. and so this is why platform specificity is super important. And I'll give you an example is there was uh, um, someone by the name of Dory Clark. You may have heard of her. She's incredible. And I reached out to her when I first started or, or, or a while back. And I knew that she was on Instagram. I knew that she was on LinkedIn. I knew that she was on Twitter. And I knew she had an email list. I noticed Twitter was something that she was always on. So that's where I started my connection with her. Yep. Fast forward, I moved to LinkedIn. I subscribed to her email list to bring in other things to communicate with. And then now, fast forward however many years it's been, she's going to be featured in my next book. Mm -hmm. And that's the relationship component of it. But the reason why it's so important to understand platform specificity is because we need to meet them where they're at, not where we want them to be at. Yeah. Because where their attention is, is where it's going to be easier to lower the barrier to entry, making that initial move less intimidating for us. And we're going to see more success. Great. So let me just break this down to make sure I understand, but also all of our listeners. With Dory, you saw she was most active on Twitter. So even if you hate Twitter, for example, that's where you went in order to make a connection with her instead of you just like hiding in in her inbox and sending her an email. Then, yes, at yeah. that point, yeah. you know, and, and I did this as an experiment, okay, mm-hmm. because I wanted to test these different ways of communication. And what the best thing that I've found, and, and now, you know, Instagram's pretty much the hub. Instagram, for, for people in, in this space, Instagram is going to be your bread and butter. The key now is going to be how are you going to differentiate it, which is going to be one of the next points of, of this process. Um, and the reason for that is because Instagram is one of the few platforms where people are still doing all the work behind the curtain. Yeah, they're still responding to people. Sure, they have VAs and and assistants and social media teams that are doing a lot of the a lot of stuff. But people are still responding as themselves, which is very, very critical in today's age. Sending a blanket cold email isn't going to be as effective um, to certain groups of people, depending on the information available and depending on how you're going to approach them. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So break this down for everyone with this. Where are you going to? So first, I know who I want to guest for, and I know who I want to have as a guest. So break this down for our listeners in terms of to help them decide or determine where these people are hanging out. Yeah. So it de- it's going to depend on your industry, right? Yeah. You know, based off most people's industries, you know what platform is going to be the most popular. Mm-hmm. Typically, if you think of sales, you think more of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. If you think of an older demographic, you may go towards Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you go to solopreneurs, coaches, entrepreneurs, you're going to lean towards Instagram because Instagram has become the go-to selling platform, yeah. right? We also know how easy it is to feature people on Instagram, mm-hmm. okay? And what I mean by that, specifically when it comes to your situation of podcasts, is some of the people's podcasts that you want to be on, you're not, you're not, you don't have a relationship with them just yet. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we recommend is what's called podcast tag is you listen to an episode of their episode of their podcast, you screenshot it, and then you tag them in their story, mm-hmm. in your story, excuse me. Yeah. This does a variety of different things here. The first and most important thing that this does is it puts you in their inbox as someone that they've had an interaction with now, assuming they approve it. Second thing is they are likely to share that because what entrepreneur, what person, no matter how big you are, doesn't want someone else posting about your podcast, especially if you're trying to grow your podcast, right? It's one of the easiest ways to g- g- gain name recognition and be top of mind so that then when you do make your outbound request, when you mm-hmm. do jump into their, their DM b- inbox, your name's already going to be in there as if someone already had an interaction with. Yeah. Therefore, their response to you is, oh, we've already connected. Not who is this random person sending me what could or couldn't be a good outreach. Yep. Right. And so that's where podcast tag comes into a huge play when you're trying to get on other people's shows. The second thing that I think is really important when it comes to specifically podcasting that I think you'll, you'll really appreciate is when you do the research of these different types of podcasts is to mention how you found them. Meaning I heard so-and-so on your podcast and loved that episode. Mm-hmm. Taking the commonality or that compliment or how you found them and inputting that in makes it like you're already friends. Yep. And one of the reasons too that, that, and I'm going to ask you this is, is one of the reasons like maybe that, that you get hesitant at that first move is because you don't know how to do it in a way that doesn't seem like uh, you're trying to find ways to add value from the beginning, or you're trying to reach out in a way that doesn't seem like super pushy or seems inauthentic. Is that sometimes how you feel when you make those requests to other people? Yeah, no, no. I mean, this is something that you're preaching to the choir here a little bit, which is great. But what, as you're speaking, what's coming up for me is, oh, I have this more, there's definitely the, oh, what are they going to think piece? But more than that, I have this fear that I'm not going to be able to keep up the relationship. Okay. So okay. it's that second piece I talked about that, like no no structure or system to follow through. So okay. it's almost like God, I I can't handle any more friends. I'm already really busy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And okay, so so based off what we're saying though, and and just for everyone that's listening too, yeah. I think it's very important to to stress that in making the first move, we're going to feel all the things we talked about. Yep. Okay, and I don't I don't want to take away from that because. How we reach out in the beginning is going to dictate how our follow-up goes. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you were doing the reach out, there's all these different techniques. And we just went over a couple of them, knowing where they're at, knowing who you want to talk to, what platform they're on, uh, using commonality, podcast ad. These are ways to make the first move a little bit easier and a little bit more intimate. Okay. Yeah, now let's say, now let's say, okay, now you're saying, okay, Jake, this sounds good. I feel like I can do that 100%. No problem. Great. Mm-hmm. Can, we, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. For our listeners, so let's just let's go back to the commonality piece. Can you give a few more, a couple more suggestions? So I get it. Like I heard this episode with guest XYZ, and here was my big takeaway. But other than mentioning a specific episode or a specific guest, can you give a couple of other examples of creating that commonality? For sure, for sure. For 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 the listeners and for you, we call this fun fact frenzy. Okay, and 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 I like to make it fun, and and so it's fun fact frenzy. And when we say commonality, do a quick Instagram research before every outreach that you ever do. Yeah. Or whatever platform. Okay. You can use whatever platform. You can use a website, whatever social platform you want, but then always finish this, this, uh, this research on the platform you're going to reach out to them on. Because mm-hmm. you want to get a style for their, you want to get a feel for their style. And a commonality, fun fact frenzy is look at it, see, do you have the same style of clothes? Do you have the same amount of kids? Do you, have you gone to the same college? Have you traveled to same places? And if you right. can mention any of those things, or even have you bought their book? Have you bu- enrolled in their course? Have you downloaded their freebie and gained value from it? All of those things are ways to break through the, the initial point of contact. Beautiful. So when I look at the fun fact frenzy, I will find a commonality. I just have to go looking for it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Totally. And, and okay. of course, some are stronger ties and some are weaker ties, right? <laughs> For example, there are some people that went to USC or that are Dodger fans or Laker fans. That's very easy for me to make a reference to them. But if they're a Yankees fan or sports fan, I just play off the emotion, right? And I compare it. So if it's someone in a similar industry, you can reference the 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 kind of like the kind of not enemy vibe, but the kind of like friendly vibe, right? Of yeah. the of the competition, right? You can make it fun. If they have the same type of style as you, you can mention something related to your style. If they have nice glasses, it could even be a compliment. If there's nothing in common, go to a sincere compliment mm-hmm. that is really powerful. Got it. So helpful. Thank you. Um, and what, what I think would be also really important to note here related to list building or podcasts is in our first outreach, we are not... Um, asking for anything that we would feel uncomfortable if someone else asked us. And so I think that that's a really important thing to, to think about is when you have, when you're doing podcasts, I think it's really powerful that you can go in for an ask pretty quickly. Yeah. But if you want to, there's that one step before, which is just getting your name in the inbox before you continue your follow-up approach. Yeah. Totally. Make sense. Yeah. So now let's say we're in there. We ready to move on. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So we're in there. They've responded. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now at this point, or maybe they haven't responded yet. We're going to talk about both ways here because okay, this is good. really important. Yeah. This is called the 4130 approach to connecting. Mm-hmm. And what this means is that after we have four po- touch points, one person, 30 days, this makes it very easy to track our relationships. We send that first DM. We're going to use DMs as our platform. Okay. Let's say you send that first DM to someone whose podcast you want to be on and they don't respond. Naturally, what's your first, what's your first thought if they don't respond? What's your first thought or what's your tendency to do? Unfollow them and go and hide. 
and <laughs> unfollow them and go and hide, right? Be- well, do you see that if they don't respond to you? In what in what time frame do you typically dictate it's a lost cause? Yeah. So typically when I'm doing outreach over the course of about, I would say seven to 10 days, depending on my level of courage, right? Um, I'll reach out probably three times. And if I've reached out three times and there's nothing from you, I'm going to move on. Okay, great. So this is, this goes in alignment exactly with what we're talking about. Okay. After seven days, you send follow-up number one. Okay. After seven more days, you send follow-up number two. After seven more days, you send the last and final follow-up for that sequence. Okay. Okay. So here's an example. Let's say I DM'd you. I reach out to you wanting to be on your podcast, have a commonality. It seems great. You don't respond. Maybe your kid's sick right now. Maybe, maybe your family's going through something. You can't reply. Okay, no worries. The second thing that we're going to send is just confirming the receipt of the first message. And this is a week later. And this is a week later. Okay. And, and, and this goes, and I, and I want to ask you, when you do your follow-up and you talk about how it's depending on the courage that you have, mm-hmm. what are you saying in the follow-up? Yeah. So it's interesting that we're talking about DMs because I think when I'm doing a more old school approach, so it's email follow-up, I will often just, that second piece will be like a nudge, like, hey, I want to bump this up in your inbox and make sure that you got it. If it feels like a fit, great. If not, no problem. But with DMs, I wasn't even aware that I'm doing this, but what I do is almost assume, all right, well, that angle didn't work. Let me try an entirely different angle. So I almost start the conversation over. Well, let's just Okay, okay. Right. So I reached out to you and I talked about the Dodgers and you didn't reply. Then I might try reaching out a week later and uh, mention a recent post. So there's like no through line at all. Okay. So... Email and DMs, same approach here, right? Okay. Because we, we want to treat it as just an ongoing communication. Yeah. The key is, though, we're not going to have as long of a message as we might send in an email because then people are like, what the heck? Why, are, why am I scrolling through this person I've never even met before? Mm-hmm. So what's really important here, Dallas, I think, I think we're noting is that step first follow-up is mostly focused on the confirmation of the initial message. Mm-hmm. All we're trying to do, because that's the one, that first message, maybe they didn't see it. And maybe you need to just a gentle reminder, right? Okay. The third, the second follow-up, which is actually the third message, it's the third right? Message. So we have the initial message. Then the second message is, hey, checking in. Just want to make sure you got the, my first message about X, Y, Z. Okay. I was right? going to Because that. in case they've deleted or whatever, they at least now can reference it, right? The more specific we can be, the easier it is for someone to to remind to remind us. Mm-hmm. Can I hold on? I'm going to push back here. So let's. So I DM you, and I'm just breaking the ice here. There's a commonality. I mentioned the Dodgers. Am I really going to follow up a week later and say, "Hey, I want to confirm you got my benign comment about the Dodgers"? Well, you're probably not reaching out about the Dodgers. Uh-huh. You're using the Dodgers as a commonality. What are you going to be reaching out about? Okay, so back to that first outreach then. I create commonality and ask for the thing I want. or To a certain extent, okay. Give me an so, example. So, so you, are, you are, okay, we'll use your two examples, podcast and list building. Okay. It's okay to ask someone to be on their podcast. I reached out to you and went straight for an ask to be on your podcast. Yep. We had no prior relationship, but I did it in a way that made it very personal that had very specific ways of how I could add value to your audience. And it was a, was a no brainer. Yep. Okay. 
do you want to, well, if we're going to focus on Instagram. Okay. Would that, would you prefer that or would you prefer email? Instagram for, for this? Okay. So Instagram podcast, it's okay to make that quick ask. Yeah. Okay. Because that's not invasive. It's not invasive. Now I will say if that person is a level a, uh-huh. like super high level, hundreds of thousands of followers, top, top tier in the business, you may have to go a few different approaches. Yeah. But in that first DM, first DM, it's totally okay to mention the commonality and then throw in the throw the, throw in the interest of being on their podcast and why you're going to be a great fit. Yeah. And just for all of our listeners, I think there's this unspoken agreement that Jake and I have, which is, well, podcasts, the format is people bring guests on their show. So there's all that just feels like a much easier ask just because we know that people with a podcast are often lo- looking for guests. Exactly. Exactly. People are always looking for guests, right? So the podcast feels good. And if we do flip the script, if you were, if someone were to reach out to you randomly and on the first ask invited you to be on their podcast, yep. do you feel intimidated by that? Or are you, you're likely to respond if it's a good email? Yep. Right. Totally. Yep. So you're, so that's why it's okay. Whenever in doubt, flip the script and ask yourself, if I didn't know this person and they were sending me this message, how would I respond? Yep. Now everyone has different personalities, so that's going to be okay. But this eliminate some of the worry of should I or shouldn't I? Yep. It's so easy. Like such an easy way to come to a decision. But this is important now. List building, that is not the approach that you're going to use because if you, just going back to that example, if I randomly reach out to you and said, hey, would you promote this uh, lead magnet to your audience? I think it'd be great value to them. You're going to be like, dude, get out of here. Right? (laughs) Right. So what I'd ask you then is, the podcast outreach is, is, is very obvious of what you're going to do. You're going to mm-hmm. mention them by their name. You're going to mention a commonality. You're going to make the ask for the podcast and establish a credibility. Yep. For the list building, what is the difference for you that might be uh, you know, challenging to get started with? Yeah, it definitely feels like a bigger ask. It's also uh, less concrete. Part of what makes it bigger is it's a little less concrete. Um, but what, what I've been doing to some degree of success is what you've mentioned, reaching out, commonality, and then rather than just saying, hey, will you promote my lead magnet, proposing like I see a lot of crossover here and I'd love to, if you're open to it, explore how we could support each other. Okay. And so, and then I kind of wait for an answer and then I might propose a specific way. How, to is, how is the response to that, that, that message? We're, it's about a 50%. Okay. And the, and the responses are positive? Leading yeah. Towards... We either don't get an answer or a response or we get a yes. Okay. So that's that's great, right? Okay. That's, that's, that's great. The other thing that you can do, especially in your situation, is because you have such a great podcast, is you can use the first message to invite them to be a guest on your podcast mm-hmm. because this is going to tell them a lot about, you're just going to tell you a lot about their personality. Yeah. If they respond and want to be on your show, now you're the one that's adding the value initially. You've made the first move cool. Yeah. Now, once you're <laughs> done with that, plus you'll have multiple ways to communicate, get to know. And then once you're done with that, at the end of the podcast, hey, there's some great overlap. Maybe we can do some type of lead magnet exchange on our next promos. Yeah. What, do, what do you have upcoming, right? And then you have, you know, you can ask that way. Yeah. So, Slow it down a little. Got it. So that's great. When it comes to listening, I would always focus on the relationship first, yeah. right? Like, like getting to know that, that person in some way, shape or form before making that ask. Um, and I think your podcast is an incredible way because you don't need 
150 JV partners. Mm-hmm. Now you could get 150 JV partners, but most likely if you get 150 JV partners pretty quickly, it's not all the people that are going to drive the huge results to you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going after some top tier people that you want to develop that relationship with, it's going to be key to show up front. Hey, let's get this party started with you adding that incredible value, leveraging what you already have, which is for you, your podcast. Right. right? So what about for those people listening who don't have a podcast? How, what would be another way that they could add value and start to like build a stronger connection before making the ask for a lead magnet swap? So there's, there's a bunch of ways you can add value in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Asking to be on podcasts, asking to be on a summit, create an event, literally create an entire event for um, the people you want to reach out to. Right. We did that. I, I wanted to test this out. I'd never done a summit. And we literally created some of 30 entrepreneurs, some people we knew, but I wanted to use it as a way to network with people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. We reached out, invited them to be on our summit. That was incredibly valuable. I mentioned that I was going to throw ad dollars on it. I mentioned who else was going to be on the stage with them. And those were incredible ways to show why it's worth their time. Mm-hmm. You can ask a question saying, hey, I'd love to feature you in a lead magnet that I'm building. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be willing to answer this question? And we could include you. We'll include your social handles. Yep. Everybody wants someone else to spread their message for them, right? We want to have our army of ambassadors. Yep. Become their ambassador that's going to benefit you as well in the process. Yes. And then you're getting touch points. Then you're going to have another touch point of when the lead magnet is done. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, here's the lead magnet, by the way. Thanks so much for your participation. Mm-hmm. We'd love to stay in touch. Then, hey, now you have a relationship. Now you can go ahead and start to build that capital and with, make your withdrawals. Yes. Got it. So just for everyone listening, and I don't want you to listen to this episode and think, boy, now I have to host a summit anytime I want to like create this kind of relationship. Right. But what I'm taking away, Jake, and this is so valuable, is find a way to add value first. Even if it's like, hey, can I interview you inside of my Facebook group? Or I see that you've got this really cool thing on your site. I want to share it with my audience. What's the best way to do that? So be the like, it, make the first move. It's really cool to make the first move. And yep. find a way to add value. Yeah, and and yeah. another another way to add value, um, I, I'll mention this is make an introduction. Oh, good one. Making an oh. introduction is is one of the best best ways, if, especially if you don't have anything going on. <laughs> but if you clearly, if if you're trying to build a relationship with them, you probably know people that are like them. You probably follow certain people. They're probably within certain circles of the internet. Well, if you can connect those two dots together and bring them together. Well, you've just become a very credible and trustworthy person in their mind. Mm-hmm. Now, the value of reciprocity means they're going to want to do something for you. Yeah. You don't expect it, but they're going to want to do it for you. And then here's something that's really important. Um, and I'm going to ask you this is when people do that or when they ask you, you do something for them and then they ask you, hey, is there, is there anything I can do for you? Right. Cause that's, that's naturally what people say. And the majority of people will say, no, do you, what do you say when someone asks you that? Cause this is part of this follow-up process here that we're going to continue to go into. When someone says, is there anything that I can do for you after you maybe interview someone? What do you say? Um, depending on who they are, I will either ask them to promote a lead magnet, our free webinar, or even invite them to be an affiliate for the six figure coach club. So we kind of have those three options depending on. Do you use every option or do you pick one per person? 
I pick one. Just otherwise it can kind of create confusion or overwhelm. Or I've had the experience when I, if I've shared three options, I feel wishy-washy inside of myself. And I think it just makes it harder for them to make a decision. 100%. And And I think that's great. And I think before you do whatever it is that you're doing that would get them to ask if there's anything they can do for you is identifying what is your number one objective or number one way that person could help me. Yeah. Which is the reason you wanted to reach out to them and build the relationship in the first place. Yep. Right. And so having that very clear in advance will help you direct the conversation in that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about the, the follow-up stuff, right? Okay. So you reach out to someone, they don't respond, you reply again, they don't respond, you reply again, you don't respond, you reply one more time. And that last time you are just saying, Hey, um, you know, I hope, I hope everything's going well. If you haven't responded now, uh, I'll be, I'll, we'll look forward to staying in touch. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called the Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, the Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. You are kind of just open. I don't don't see I'm writing you off. You're dead to me. (laughs) No, closing the door, but opening it for the future. Yeah. Now, a lot of people that are entrepreneurs don't want to invest in huge CRMs. Sure, we have our email provi- software providers, but a lot of entrepreneurs are new entrepreneurs or new coaches, people that are not making six figures yet want to find a way to track everything. Mm-hmm. And so what we found is we have created a very specific Google uh, Sheets document. Mm-hmm. And this, this allows you, and, and uh, this is going to help with some of the follow-ups, is we have the first outreach, we respond with the notes, the second outreach, the date, and then a column for notes and the third outreach. Okay. And then what we do here is based on any interaction we have, we write really quickly fun fact or two about that conversation. Yeah. We write down anything that that person is doing upcoming. We write down anything. And I'm not saying you write down all of these things. I'm just saying you jot down a couple of these things. What this enables you to do in part of your follow-up is one for you to remember who the heck you actually talked to. Right. That's one of the hardest things. When we reach out to a ton of people, whether it's customers, pr- prospects, or podcasts or joint venture partners, we sometimes forget. We're like, oh, shoot, we reached out to all these people, but now who did I reach out to? Who responded? What do we do? Right. And so it's really identifying this tracking system. So, so the way it works is you have the person you reached out to. Yeah. So okay. column A, column A is their name. Column A is the person you reach out to. Okay. Column B, and we'll just, we'll, we'll just get straight to the like outreach. Column B is the date and how you reached out to them initially. Got it. So it would be October 27th, Instagram. Exactly. Okay. okay. Then it, depending on how in-depth you want to go with this, you can literally color code that response 
if they open the message, because on Instagram we could see seen. So you can have a, a light green for seen mm-hmm. or a bright green for responded. Mm-hmm. That way we're starting to know, oh, this person didn't even see it, which means we need to spice things up a bit. Or maybe it was in there, it was in their uh, request tab which means we need to find a way to get it into their inbox so that they actually get the notification. Mm -hmm. Oh, the way to do that is podcast tag that we talked about earlier. That's how we're going to get them to see that. And they're going to be like, oh, by the way, this person already responded to me, right? So so it's loving that. But if they've seen it, we just need to be catchier or we just need to follow up with them. Yep, yep. So you get as in-depth as you want. Based on their response, write a little note of their response. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're going to continue to track that. Yep, got it. So that is, that is the simplest way to follow up with people, especially joint venture partners, um, and then just documenting your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do this is through a technique called habit stacking. Okay. So habit stacking basically states, and we'll, we'll make it very simple, is that once I do X, I automatically do Y. Yeah. And X is something that you're already doing. I automatically am interviewing Jake for this podcast right now. Therefore, something that is new that you want to include, such as maybe tracking and monitoring the follow-ups, would be, as soon as this podcast is done, I'm going to ask Jake this question, or I'm going to do this as a follow-up. Therefore, it gets into your brain that you're, it's already, you're already doing it. So you can easily add something little on top of that. Yeah. Do you see how that could help uh, Like when you're doing these, these bigger outreaches? Yeah. Let me make sure I understand. So... I take a look at habits. I already back it up. I, little me gets nervous about reaching out or especially following up. So I'm going to look at habits I already have in my business. And instead of turning outreach into this like big, special, separate thing, I'll just say, okay, anytime I finished a six-figure coach club call, which happens awesome, uh, awesome and often both. <laughs> Um, as soon as we finish that call, the next thing I do is log into my DMs and like follow up with one person or reach out with one person. So I take a habit that's already established and I'm just kind of bookending or adding that next step on. So it doesn't feel precious or overwhelming. And my body already, it's like muscle memory almost. Exactly. Exactly. And depending on the frequency, right? Depending on the frequency that you're trying to build this new habit in, pick the habit that makes the most sense. Yeah. So if, if you check your emails at 9 a.m. every day, after I check my emails, I will send five DMs. Yep. Right? Or after lunch or whatever. Yeah. And, and the way the habit sticks, this is the next level of that, is by putting it behind something that is related to the task you want to add. So if so, this is really what really can be important because, and I'll use I'll use an overdramatic example. You could say, well, after I shower in the morning, if you shower in the morning. After I shower in the morning, I will go send five DMs. Mm-hmm. Versus after I send, after I go through my emails, I will send five DMs. On one hand, you're wet, you don't have your phone, you have your towel, you have shit going on. Yeah. And on the other side, you're already on technology, your phone is right next to you. It becomes much easier to add. Yeah. So that's how you can make the follow up so much easier less time consuming. It feels less invasive to you and to the person you're reaching out to. And it becomes this much simpler process. And it's all done in one document, Yeah, which makes it really, really easy. Yeah. You spoke earlier. This is so helpful. And I love the feedback about attaching, building the habit off of a similar habit that already exists. Again, so that it's just leaving little room for resistance. 
right? So you mentioned earlier um, color coding it, light green or dark green. Do you use, I'm imagining it's like a red, yellow, green system, like yeah, yeah. The, the, the simplest way is is red, yellow, green. Okay. Um, and that's for the individual person. Yeah. So red, yellow, green is red means not interested. Mm-hmm. Yellow means they've responded, but we haven't gotten an answer. Green means go. Right. Very. Yeah. I mean, just like you would imagine, yeah. red, yellow, green. Um, and that's on the person column. Got it. Yep, I see it. Yep. Okay. And then the uh, the scene and responded could be a light green, dark green, or could be any two colors that works with you. It could be blue and orange. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Just don't try not to use you know too many of the same colors to where it becomes confusing. The whole point of this is we want to simplify to grow, right? Yeah. And what's going to happen when you have this is for you, you're going to have you're going to start to feel less like the little you in the beginning because you're going to have to do that less often because you're going to get better responses and more follow-ups. Mm-hmm. And as you start to do it, it's going to start to become part of your CEO mentality yep. of the identity that you already show up for every day because you're doing it after a CEO task. Yep. Totally. And that starts totally. to now reframe it as networking is cool. Networking, I am the best at, mm-hmm. or at least I'm great at it, right? And we're making these things happen. I think there's also something that is bound to naturally occur when this is a like a micro habit. If I did something every day, I would naturally just get better at it without having to go in and solve a big problem about what was wrong with my pitch. If I'm just if I'm doing this every day, I'm going to naturally problem solve and naturally evolve. So again, it gets less weighted or precious because mm-hmm. I'm just in the act of it. Got it. Mm-hmm. That's super helpful. Okay, so so far, making the first move is cool, especially when I find an authentic commonality. I need I want to get really clear about what what is my ultimate ask? Like what track is this conversation going to go down? Find a way to add value in the beginning so that we can build off of that shared commonality and then track it as easily as possible using red, yellow, green and showing up habitually. Sounds like ideally it's every day, right? Um, to to reach out or follow up, just so it just becomes a natural part of how I run my business instead of this big scary thing I do every other Friday. <laughs> right, right, and, okay, cool. and of course it depends on the frequency of how many times you're doing your outreach. Right, right, because if you're only doing outreach once a week, you don't need to track it every day. That's not going to be a good use of your time. So yeah. I'll flip it over here, and 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 I know that this has been in a way for everyone that's listening, but also for you. So I want to flip it around here and say, based off of those things, what do you see holding you back now that you kind of, now that you've had things that are processes that are new, but also processes that you know you should be implementing, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of the stuff you already know and you already do, the key is now what's going to stop you from actually doing it because that's the last piece of this puzzle. Yeah, I think- perfectionism could stop me if I let myself go down that track. I'm pretty good at keeping my old perfectionist tendencies at bay, but really embracing this process from a place of curiosity instead. Like, let me just see how this feels and let me test the habit out instead of getting precious and perfect. Mm. I like that. I like that. And I think that that's great that you realize it because one of the biggest things is now that you know that that could come up for you, as soon as that comes up when you're doing this outreach is to just 
know how you're going to battle it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you already have done a lot of the work to know when you have these tendencies come up, you spot them, you identify them, you acknowledge them, and then you reframe it, right? Mm -hmm. So in the same way, I want you to kind of use that mentality when you're working on the networking component of getting on more podcasts and building out partners for list building. Yeah. And also what really works well for me is external accountability. So having someone on my team, part of their job is to check in with me on, is to like track the progress on our outreach. Because if someone else is watching me, I'm much more likely to follow through. Mm-hmm. And and we didn't even dive into this too much, but this could all be done from a team oh, member. Yeah, 100%. Right? This can all be done through a team member once the system is in place and you're both on the same page, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you're already thinking like, okay, this is going to be a great task for XYZ or this is going to be a group effort to make sure it's always done. Yeah. It's interesting as you share that because I completely agree with you. And just for the record on the show today, I also want to commit to doing it myself for a solid 30 days because like there's definitely some fear there for me or like I said earlier, perfectionism and just delegating it to someone I'm almost off the hook and I'm always wanting to grow, right? I love it. I'll do it first and stretch myself and feel vulnerable and then I'll delegate it. I love it. So before I let us kind of, I think we're going to wrap up soon. Sure, yeah. Let me ask, let me, I'll flip it one more time over to you. Is there any questions related to this to come full circle or do you have the clear action steps for those next 30 days, right? Because mm-hmm. I'll also hold you accountable for those 30 days. You know, that's what makes this fun <laughs> is I will hold you accountable for it. So um, before I flip it back to you to, to wrap up those show, is there anything that you have for me to, to kind of finish up today related to this? Mm-hmm. I feel really clear, right? I know who I want to build those connections with. We've talked about... like overcoming my, we've already overcome my objections around it. I love the clear system. I think the only place where I could see myself getting squishy is finding an excuse to not find the commonality, right? But that's just me either relating to myself as someone who's creative and resourceful or not. So I'll just be creative and resourceful. And then I think the last thing is I only have to do it for 30 days and then I can just, we'll delete this episode. There will be no record of it. Right now I'm not doing it consistently. When I do it, it pays off. Yeah. So it's just about like committing to the habit instead of focusing on the discomfort. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Great. Super helpful. So how are you going to, how are you going to check in? on me. How, how are you holding me accountable? I guess you'll find out. No, I'm, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What, what, what I'll do for, for, for simple purposes. And, uh, you know, depending on when this comes out, we may even have added an update on it yeah. um, by then, but I will on my end, my action steps, well, I'll, I'll check in with you bi-weekly to, okay. to determine. So two weeks from today and then the following um, two weeks after that. And that's how I'll follow up with you. And so, you know, those, that's when those are coming. Great. And for all of you listening, Jake just broke down a very simple way to step forward and do this outreach. And I got lucky because he's here to hold me accountable, but there's someone in your life who can hold you accountable to this. So I think as this episode wraps up, I want to invite everyone listening to make your own commitment around this and then find a way to stay accountable so it doesn't just become a, a good idea that doesn't actually get acted on. Great. Jake, that was awesome. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you for being a, a great person in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, now I'm on the hook, so I'm a little mad at you, but it's all good. <laughs> there we go. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Make sure to check out the show notes because Jake has a really great free book um, to download, and I want to make sure that you check that out. And stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll have an update very soon on my my outreach progress. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.